Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Nally here. This podcast has been recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. A couple of quick things. One, your listener calls are the best, chuck out the rest. If you have a question, comment or story to share with me, please go to nellythomas.com and follow the links or there's a link in the show notes. I promise it is super easy. The highlight of this podcast for me really is hearing from you. So I hope you'll take a chance and send me a message and you might just hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, if you want to support the podcast and keep it coming out for free, please rate, review and sign up to Dear Nelly Plus for five bucks a month and you get a bonus episode every month. Our bonus episodes so far have included things like talking to young people about sex. We did a deep dive on listener letters. In March, I did a bit of an intergenerational chat and talked to a 20-something and 30-something year old about what it's like out there in the dating world for them. Um, In April, we released a recording of the live show we did for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And most recently in May, I talked to comedian Brad Oakes about his polyamorous relationship. If you sign up, you get access to all of those episodes. Plus, you help me pay all the people involved in making the podcast. For more information about that, see the show notes or go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. Now, one quick thing. This is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So off you fuck. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dear I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we could talk it through. Hey everyone, it's Nelly here. How are you going? Welcome to episode 21. Yes, 
Happy birthday to us. We're officially all grown up. Who would have thunk it? Um, Now, this week's episode and next week's will be a little bit different. We're going to be doing a couple of sort of best of episodes. So I'll come in here and have a solo chat with you. Um, We'll do some culture shares. Of course, there'll be some memes. We have some brand new beautiful listener calls uh, for you to listen to. I actually put a call out for messages from listeners on our social media about what you love about the podcast and oh we've just had some gorgeous responses they'll make you laugh they'll make you cry that's the sweet spot we love here at dear nelly now sammy's gone through the archive and he's pulled out some segments that you love most from the first 20 episodes to celebrate them oh we've got a mix we've got like geraldine hickey's coming out story we've got beautiful mari's call about her post chemo sex drive Joe Stanley pops in, Harley Breen and I talk about tracksuit pants on a date uh, and heaps more. And I've also popped in a couple of bloopers. Sorry, co-host, but that shit is funny. So look, why the different episodes? Um, I wasn't sure whether to tell you this, but I'm going to be honest. I'm having a sort of break, a little mini break for my mental health. I could bullshit and say I'm busy or it's season two or whatever the fuck, but I really think we have to stop pretending about mental health. I reckon I'm in a bit of a period of burnout and to be honest, a bit of depression. That is the truth. Single mum life, I tell you what, it is kicking my ass at the moment. And like many of you, I'm in that sandwich generation, you know, managing the generation above and below and work and bills and fucking the world and all that shit. Um, I tell you this, I don't want you to worry. I tell you because it's true, but also because I wanted to share what I'm doing about it. Firstly, as we say on Dear Nelly, I'm sitting in the shit, right? You can't get to our age without some shit. You can't get divorced without some shit. You can't parent without some shit or have friends or family or work or all the things. I'm deliberately making some time and space to sit in it and feel it. Fucking feelings. What a drag. To this end, I cancelled some work, mainly stuff to do with the podcast, Oofed. I don't like to do that, um, but I know that my brain and body and my heart need a rest. You've got to practice what you preach. So I'm taking a couple of weeks off. It feels wrong, if I'm completely honest with you, um, but I also know I need to do it. And the good news is it's already working. What else have I done? I called my GP. I uh, went and saw my GP, walked out with some pharmaceutical and some herbal options for the fucking shit show that is perimenopause. Obviously, drugs and herbs aren't everything, but I think we've got to stop the stigma about them. Like if I had asthma, I'd use a puffer. I don't have asthma. I have depression and they have drugs for that too. Um, This is very particular to me, but I'm having regular baths. I love a bit of water and I'm listening to some meditation type people. Now, bless you, the people who are listening, who love your meditation and yoga. I am not one of those people. I fucking hate meditation. I really do. When someone tells me to breathe, I think I've been breathing for 48 years. I get quite agitated if I'm completely honest. But even though I'm in no way religious, I do like listening to soothing voices and I often listen to Buddhist monk Pema Chodron on YouTube and there's this other guy called Muji. I don't even know what religion he is, but both of them soothe me and they also remind me that we're so small and that we are not our thoughts or our feelings. Thoughts and feelings come and go, but who we are at our core is always at peace. Now that's deep, but I think it's true. 
What else have I done? Um, I've done a TV, radio, podcast and book audit. You know, I'm a firm believer that what you consume in your brain is no different to food. You put shit in, you get shit out. I love depressing and gritty content, but I'm deliberately not consuming anything that is too dark. Put it this way, no shows with dead ladies in the boot, if you know what I'm saying. I am dedicated at the moment to a steady diet of somebody somewhere that I can't stop talking about. Uh, RuPaul, Comedians in Cars with Coffee and Survivor, which are all of my favorite shows. I'm reading some lighter books. I'm also listening to a brilliant podcast by a guy called Sammy Peterson. You might have heard of him. His podcast is called Confessions. And yes, it's producer Sammy, producer of this podcast. What he does is he gets confessions off Reddit and he and his co-hosts, which are often comedians, talk about what they would do in the same situation. I can't tell you how funny it is. And to be honest, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling like you're getting everything wrong, when things seem pretty dark, I listen to that podcast and I think, well, at least I'm not on Reddit confessing that I took a dump in my brother's lounge room and I laugh, which is nature's medicine. Um, I've also up sessions with my therapist that helps enormously. Like, yes, you've got to sit in the shit, but you need some guidance. Uh, most of us do anyway to get through it. Sitting in the shit is necessary, but please do not sit in that shit on your own. Lastly, I've toned down the news and I've upped the music. Tina Turner, rest in peace, Queen, rest in peace. Tina Turner is on constant rotation and the kids are smashing me with Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. And the less said about that, the better. Now, for those of you in the same boat as me, and in all seriousness, this is why I share this with you. Whether you have suffered periods of depression or you'll find yourself in this situation by biology, circumstance, hormones, whatever, I just urge you to take some action. Like none of the things above are a cure-all, um, but they all help a bit. Like if it lifts me 5%, I'm 5% better than the day before. Two final things. No, I'm not going on a hike. So don't at me and tell me to get into nature. I'm not going to do it. Secondly, your messages have helped. Oh, how much have they helped? Like you really are part of my coven. And the fact that I put a call out for messages of love and support for the podcast and you responded, it means more to me than you know. Like it really does. I love yous and I appreciate you. Thanks also to my beautiful producer, Faye, who sent me cupcakes. She was worried. I think that I was on the verge of a thigh gap and fair enough too. So there you go. I'm taking a couple of weeks off to rest. And in the interim, you get to enjoy two special episodes. We'll be back the week after with another Soloppy Seconds and resume regular recording. When I get into a period like this, and, you know, this is not new for me, it's not constant, but it's not new, I try to remember one thing, and that is that this too shall pass. I will be okay. It will pass like a fucking kidney stone, but it will pass. So on that note... A meme. Yes, of course, a meme. This is from Susan David on Instagram. and I'm going to leave you with this. She says, our culture prizes positivity over emotional truth. Tough emotions like sadness are not negative. They're normal. At the heart of it, a failure to acknowledge difficult emotions through forced false positivity is a failure to see ourselves and unseeing of our humanity. Now, I know that sadness and depression are not the same things, but I think that this is a really important thing for us to remember. And that is why I've shared what I'm going through with you. 
So look, enjoy the next couple of episodes. Please keep those beautiful calls coming. I'll see you in a fortnight. And up next, a listener call and a culture share from me. Hello, dear Nelly. This is Kim from Geelong, aka Kim from Facebook. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your wonderful podcast. Um, I separated from my husband of 25 years, three years ago, and I'm having loads of fun. And this podcast and your previous podcasts have just been so helpful in helping me to navigate the new world of dating and especially the apps. Um, every episode, I'm just usually sitting in the car, nodding along, squealing, wanting to ring you up to tell you all the bits that um, really resonated with me, which was lots and lots. So thank you. Keep up the good work. Um, You're doing great. Bye. Hello, Nelly. Um, I just wanted to leave a message. I've tried to write out something really like mind-blowingly awesome a gazillion times. Uh, oh, actually, it wasn't a gazillion times. It was like four, but and sound very articulate, but uh, nothing really. I just sound like a wanker, so um, I'm going to wing it. So strap in. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to you and your guests for sharing such personal stories and letting us in on what life's like for others and I just can't thank you enough I mean you and your guests it feels like I've finally found my people even though it's okay I I will come to your gigs I know you don't need to be my best friend it's okay but <laughs> just to listen to you and to for you to put your stories out there to faceless people who will do god knows what with the information but to put your faith out there and put yourselves out there it's just beautiful it's just lovely and to share a story to share your story with someone I think is something we don't treasure enough and this is just it's just been beautiful I look forward to every episode I look forward to every live show although I'm incredibly awkward when I come up and say hello um (laughs) I'm much better <laughs> just listening to the podcast. I yeah, thank you doesn't seem enough. So um, I probably will bring you very um, awkward gifts as well, and then not look at you and run away. But um, just know that yeah, you're just all brilliant, and yeah, it's really appreciated. Thank you. Okay, so my culture share this week is a shout out to those of you with impossible exes. You bloody know who you are. Now, anyone who listens regularly knows that I love the Kardashians and I am watching the latest season that's just dropped on Disney+. Plus. I know not everyone likes the show. It's complicated, but I do honestly think that episode one will resonate with those of you with impossible exes. Now, Bit of background, Kim Kardashian used to be married to Kanye West. I do not think it's an exaggeration to say that he has 
terrorized her in the media since they got divorced. He has made her post-divorce relationship impossible. He literally targeted her new boyfriend with public jibes, with threats, with all sorts of bullshit. He spread vicious lies about her. He publicly shamed her sexuality and revealed details of their sex life, which is a fucking low blow. And I'm going to just call it that that's abusive. It is abusive behavior. So I know we talk a lot about, you know, friendly, but not friends and keeping it classy and all that, but you can't always do that. Um, Watching her talk about that agony of thinking she doesn't want to shit can her children's father, but at the same time, he's not playing by those rules. And so therefore, you know, what do you do? For those dealing with similar exes, you know, who burn the house down on the way out and do anything to make you feel small, you know, they always have one set of rules for you and one for themselves. They often use their children against the other parent. I just want to say that I see you. Like in these situations, friendly just isn't an option. All you can do is manage as best you can. So Kim says a couple of things in episode one that I think might resonate with you. First of all, and this is, you know, bizarre to contemplate for Kim Kardashian, but I think it was genuine. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I really think it was genuine. She sat there and she's like talking to her mum, and she's like, who's going to want to date me? Like I'm a woman in my forties with four kids and this like difficult ex, no one's going to want me. And you sit there and you're like, yes, we've all thought that, but fuck me, it's Kim Kardashian. Um, So in a weird way, it normalizes that feeling. The truth is there is someone out there for her and for anyone else who wants someone. Um, But that feeling is, it's a hard one to deal with. I think you just got to sit with it. Eventually it'll pass and just think it through. It also makes me think that it might be an effect of the abuse you know, if you've made to, if you've, if you've been made to feel small and unworthy, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that in her case, being so publicly shamed for her sexuality by her ex-husband and him using that against her, has that made her feel like damaged goods? And that's just bullshit. Um, the other thing that really hit home, and I know it will for anyone who's co-parenting with a narcissist or someone abusive, She said at one point, just desperately, like, I'll be dealing with this for the rest of my life. And, you know, that's the truth. Like, the best that you can do is manage that. Um, It's really, really hard. So for those of you with an abusive ex, as I said, that shit's real. Everyone with an abusive ex, that's hard. But especially when they're parent, it feels impossible. So take care and I just want you to know that, you know, we see what's happening. It's not fair. It's far from reflecting on you. It reveals the ex actually for who they are, which is controlling and mean-spirited and and cruel. Um, I guess all I'd say is try not to let them dim your light. Like Kim Kardashian is not a good role model in some respects, but I think in this she is. And I truly hope that she finds someone who lifts her up. met online yes and I think that is also a good story because my experience of online dating has actually been really great mm-hmm. but I know I hear lots of people say how much they hate it oh I hated it so what was your experience oh, of it, it. you oh, hated, hated it. it you just it was necessary yeah yeah because where where do you go <laughs> yeah and what do you what do you yeah. do like a and it's 
Yeah, like I, I mean, I tried everything, but it, it's just this mentality of like people treat it like it, like it's a full time job. Yes, oh, and they it's, do. It's so business. Yeah, I hate that business aspect of. It. I hated the. Oh, you've got it, and these are the rules, and it's yeah. like it, this. It's like it's the same ru- rules for a job interview. Yes, like I don't, I'm not applying like an for audition. a job. Yeah. So what apps were you on? Uh, I th- there was one called Brenda. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't know if it still exists. No, I wasn't online dating then. So was that a, a Women for Women app? Because yeah, it sounds yeah. like Bre- it. Yeah. Brenda. Brenda. Yeah. And I thought it was funny because I had an, I've hilarious. got an Arnie Brenda. Uh, Brenda and but that seemed more of a, you know, kind of a hook-up-y kind of one. So but it was, this is the dilemma as well, isn't yeah. it? Like the different apps, I found some of them were clearly pure hook-up. Yeah. And then others were like, we're getting married tomorrow. <laughs> and I was trying to find some sort of middle ground. And yeah. that's actually really hard too. Oh, and there was Pink Sofa. Oh, yes. I had to go on Pink Sofa. Yeah. On, yeah, yeah I didn't on. mind that. Didn't mind that either. Yeah. That was all right. Yeah. But it was uh, it was OK Cupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that we. That what we a name. Matched that up. you matched on. Yeah. So prior to that, can you give us a quick sort of pricey? What's your dating relationship history prior to um, Kath, who became the love of your life? Very limited. Yeah. Like none, essentially none at all. Like yeah. I was, no relationships no. prior to that. And you were what, 34? Mm. 34, 35? 30 something. 30 something. Yeah, yeah. Like mid to late 30s. Let's yeah. go there. And so I, I think the biggest thing was that. Um, I didn't come out until I was, you know, 30 or something. So Now, do we call that late to Les? Because when oh, I yeah. think late to Les, I think it's more someone probably in my situation who's been married yeah. um, to a man and then ends up in relationship with a woman or women, you know, in their 40s or but 50s. But you've always been bisexual. Well, well I always, have. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. But people still keep calling me late to Les. So that's oh. a whole other discussion. But I do know these multiple women that I've met through doing the podcast – who have been exclusively with men their whole life mm. and then there seems to be a trend where in their 40s they go, nah. Yeah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> that's but 30, men. I don't know if that's late. I don't know if that's late. That's uh, sort of mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, I, but I wasn't dating. Well, I, I never really went on any dates. It's not like mm. I was, you know, on dating apps or going to mm. bars and I don't know. It was just... Um, you were sort of – my impression is, having known you at that age, you were looking but not seriously. Yeah. You know, like when you were sort of dating men. Yeah. Because it was – I don't know, it's just weird. In my head, I, I, I remember when I was, you know, in my early 20s, in I was working at the um, local cinema in Albury yeah. where I lived. and Which is, for people listening who aren't in Australia, like a, a – a, Fairly large country town. Yeah. But relatively conservative. I mean, it's not where all the gays move. Oh, no. They, you know? they move away. <laughs> they move away. It's yeah. not like a Dalesford or something like no, that. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it, but yeah, pretty pretty big town. But, you know, so I would work at the at the local cinema and in my head I was just like, oh, this is – I'm done. I'll work part-time in the cinema mm. and then, you know, we'd go out after work on Friday, Saturday nights and go to – one of the two local nightclubs or whatever, or the yeah. pub, and I'll be like, I'll just meet someone, get married, yeah, and just be a housewife and work at this. Because there was yeah. two women that worked at the cinema that had been there for twenty years, yeah, and I was like, I love this life, yeah, that's what I'll do. Yeah. And then Mum was like, What are you going to do with it? You can't work at the cinema for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, 
oh, all right, oh, well, yeah. I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah. And then so so it was that idea. I always thought that – I always had this, you know, image in my head of, you know, being with somebody, like having that kind of heteronormative relationship mm. and mm. just being mm. a housewife and – yeah. And, and whatnot. So. And the truth is, and I think we don't talk about this enough, that is that is what we were sold. Yeah. You know, like that's the narrative. So mm. having me having a 15-year-old now can tell you that's not the narrative anymore. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that narrative's not there at all. Yeah. But the idea that you would have to make a choice at 15 of your gender identity, your sexuality, yeah. even your job, it's just a complete anathema. Yeah. But that's the thing, like I would, you know, imagine this lifestyle but I couldn't, you know, imagine who the other person was. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. So you didn't have this image of you and some bloke who looked a particular way walking down the aisle. No. You had the idea of, oh, that's the story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of dating, it was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for. Yes. And because – and I mean the other part of it is, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I did come out as a, as a yes. lesbian. Yes, in your early – very early 20s. Very early 20s. But you had a Catholic background. Yeah. And so you it was were a country kid. Yeah. And it was hard. So I didn't, I didn't know mm. what – I had in my head like the lesbian stereotypes. Yes. And I remember I'd um, – I had come out. Uh, you know, to a few friends and and whatnot, and was just like, and essentially to myself. I'm like, yes, I'm yeah. a lesbian. And then I went to uh, the Glass House. Yes, which is which a, is a well known. Well, it was really a lesbian venue then. Yes, and yes. that's the time. At the yes. time was a lesbian in venue in Melbourne. And so, in my head, I thought that I would walk into this place and. Um, kind of make new friends and be accepted yes. into this world. Oh, I know that feeling. And it was And I, that's not what happens. Oh, no, it's so judgy. No, it's, it's so yeah. ju- and I walked in and I I was just like, "Oh, I I don't belong here." Yes. And if I don't belong in a lesbian bar, yes. then I'm not a lesbian. That's right. That's exactly. And that's again a really it's a hard thing to face because you're already going through that with the possibility of telling friends, family, other people. Yeah. And you think, I'll find my people. Yeah. And then they go, I don't know if you're my people. It reminds me, funnily enough, bringing you back to your wedding, you had the wonderful Becky Cole sing at your wedding, who I'm obsessed with, beautiful country singer who's also late to Les, I think. Yes. Um, And she has a gorgeous song, Let the Waitress Sing. And there is this lovely lyric where, and I can just say her, I can just say her, she says she's basically gone to this bar for like wayward girl, she's obviously gone to a lesbian bar, mm. and perhaps for the first time, and she describes sitting there in the corner, and the lyric is, "I was trying to fit in." Yeah. Oh my oh, god, it yeah. give, gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. even thinking about. It. You can just see her sitting there going, "I'm trying to find my way here," but it's not straightforward. Yeah. And you didn't see yourself there. Didn't see myself, and yeah. so I, I kind of went, "Well, I don't." Mustn't be. I mustn't. So, so you came out. You went back in. Yeah, and to mm. in going back in, it's like you hold steadfast in yes. your decision. Yes, it's like no, I've yeah. no, I tried it. That's why I look at the other side. Yeah, I'm I, out. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's yeah. not me. Yeah, but during that time, would sleep with women. <laughs> yes, yes. This is the other disconnect <laughs> that I think a lot of the straight world don't understand. There's so many, um, and I find this particularly someone who does identify as like bisexual, pansexual, whatever the fuck, Mm. I don't really like the labels, but there's so many of my friends who are either 
identifiably gay or straight mm. who also sleep with the same yeah. sex or the yeah. opposite sex. Yeah. And they go, but it's not part of my identity. So yeah. their action, you know, I know straight men who sleep with men. Who are they? I no. know <laughs> lesbians who sleep with men occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's sort of we're asked to choose. Yeah. But that's. But I would um, – there was someone that I worked with at um, – like just at a, at a bar – and we would constantly, you know, this is like when I was in my 20s and so it's just that, you know, you'd go out and get drunk and you'd make out and yeah. we'd end up – so we would never do it so – and all, constant, Just mates. Just, yeah, just yeah, mates. Yeah. Just like, but um, it went on <laughs> for such a long time. Yeah, I don't touch my mates. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like I remember drunkenly one night she was always drunk – but one night she was like, I think I want you to be my girlfriend. And I was like, well, let's talk about this when you're sober. Yeah. And, of course, that it never happens. It never happens. Oh, that's painful. But she's married with kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's so, all right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're all right. Oh, my. So you've gone on this long journey mm. and exactly, I mean, the point of the podcast is kind of illustrated in your story. It's like as you get older, you actually yeah. gain more confidence to sort of you could I reckon you could walk into the glass house now and kind of go well I see myself or I don't I'm well, still it's a, a gastro lesbian. pub now so yes <laughs> you could order yourself a nice you know degustation yeah but it's you become more confident in yourself yes. rather than needing the validation of any group yeah, yeah like yeah. I know who I am everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Totally. And like, so my second coming out, it was... Um, I just it was just like this kind of realization. I just went, oh, I'm just stop mucking about. Yeah, Do you know, I was doing a um, and it was like I it, it was this weird thing where it wasn't planned. It wasn't you know, I didn't realize it myself and go right. How am I going to go and tell everyone? It was uh, there was a late night show during the Adelaide Fringe that Amelia Jane Hunter and Hannah Gadsby would yeah. host together. And Hannah goes, well, you want to come and do a spot? Um, and I was like, yeah, cool. And she said, oh, just so you know, the theme for the night is boy or girl. So you can do, you know, if you want to do any material, material around that, then that's fine. And I went, okay, cool. And I hung up the phone and I went, oh, I guess I'll just come out then. Like it was <laughs> <laughs> That's so Jezza. Because it was like, oh, right then. Well, I've been asked to write some material. <laughs> So how about some Lezo? Yes. <laughs> and so I just went with the – I've always maintained that I've been into boys, but truth is yeah, yeah. I'm into girls. So, yeah. And then I would write all these jokes and then I would come out to my friends by – it was like Kate McLennan and Ann Edmonds, I, you know, really good mates. And so I was just – I'd call them and go, hey, can I run a couple of jokes past you? <laughs> and so Kate was like, oh, yeah, that's funny, blah, blah, blah. And then she hung up the phone and was like, I think Jessie just came out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll call it back. <laughs> yeah. See how things are going. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was fine and it was, you know, it was great. And then it was just done. Yeah. It was just done. I didn't have to worry I reckon about that is it. one one benefit of being in public life. Like being public and in the queer community mm. can be fraught. Yeah. But it also means you can sort of just drop your bomb. Yes. In a big way. It's like I had a cousin who came out at a wedding. 
just got up oh. with a speech and went, I'm fucking just telling everybody, you know, because like, yeah. I don't want to do one by one. Like it's just Heaps exhausting. Yeah. yeah. So you get to do it on the radio. Yeah. You know, or on stage or wherever. Yeah. I did it on Twitter as well. Yeah. Anyway. Well, bravo to you. Thank you. Bravo to you. Hello. Aloha. How do you do? Very well. How do you do? I do very well. Can you hear me? Is that good audio or is it not going through my mic? Yeah, how's mine? It's beautiful. But can we talk about that fireplace? (laughs) Yes, we can. Beautiful. Is it an Art Deco house that you live in? Uh, Well, ish. It was 1945, so it's got elements. Yep. Um, the guy, we had the place replastered and the guy's like, you're going to square set this, aren't you? And I went, I really <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm just not that nostalgic to pay $20,000 for cornices. No. So it's a mix. It's sort of modern, but well, we left the, you know, the fireplace and some other touches. What you about know, the are the window, those. like around the window frames? Is it metal? Is it? No, so they they're all those wood, iron sash. Sash. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. I really am concerned that this is not going through my micro my is it going through my microphone? It sounds good to me. It does. Okay. Yeah. Hi Nelly. This is a bad date story for you. Um so very brief snapshot this was the very first date I went on after breaking up from a long-term relationship um didn't meet this person through online dating wasn't comfortable to do that just at the time Uh, so it really went from bad to worse and arranging to go for drinks and dinner probably wasn't the best idea in hindsight but hey it's a story Uh, So we arranged to meet, um, met at the train station, which was close to the venue that I had picked. Um, And uh, I had changed clothes at work, um, wanted to look nice and, yeah, all the rest. Uh, So we met at the train station. I get there first. He sends me a message saying he's on his way. And when he rocks up, he's in tracksuit pants, a hoodie, and wearing a bum bag. I was like, okay, interesting. Let's see how this goes. Um, (laughs) Makes me sound a bit shallow, but anyway. uh, The conversation just went from bad to worse, and it kept going downhill. Um, Needless to say, there wasn't a second date. He wanted one. Oh, (laughs) okay. I think we got cut off at the end there. But, oh, my. So first date. Long-term relationship. Yeah. She's going, I've got to get back in the game. Yeah. We're not sure how they met. Right? She's thinking, I might zhuzh myself up a little yeah. bit. Put some Whatever effort that in. Whatever I might, yeah. put, it, I might yeah. put on a, I might put on a frock. I might put on some lippy. Yeah. I meet you at the train station. <laughs> and he rocks in with his bum bag and his tracky ducks. Is it superficial to go, no fucking way? Well, first of all, um, it's hard to know this woman's age, but she doesn't, She's she sounds maybe around our age. I know from our email exchanges that she's forty something. Right, but that sounds like a teenage date. Correct, <laughs> like hardcore. Meet at the train station, <laughs> wearing a bum bag. What the 
fuck's going on? <laughs> and I bet it wasn't one of those like, you know, those Tommy Hilfiger bum no. bags that's like across the chest. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. He's got his pack of rollies yeah, and he's yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got a bum bag, and that's yeah, what I do with that. That's exactly um, because right. Because I'm a dad. But you've let yourself go. I've let myself go, mate. Where <laughs> am I going to put my keys? You don't have to woo anybody. <laughs> I can love a bum bag. You've got everything you need right there. <laughs> now, here's the thing. She's told us what he's wearing, but we don't have a great description of how that came together. Like you say, yeah. that could look pretty good. It could. You know, that's I've, I've seen an image of Beyonce in tracksuit pants and sure. bum bag, but yeah. I bet you this guy didn't look like Beyonce. No. no. I would say... That it shouldn't matter too much. Yeah. However, I like to um, present myself well, mostly when I go out. Yes. You know, I'm rarely on stage without a button-up shirt on. Yeah. Uh, I think in general, if you're going to go out, even mm. if you're just going out for a drink with a mate, mm. you take the trackies off, <laughs> put on some pants. <laughs> Unless you're a rapper. Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you're Paris yeah. Hilton and you're in a velour tracksuit. Or you need to rob something on the yeah. line. <laughs> Which may be the case. There might be a fence you need to get over. Do you know what? I reckon, and I'd love your perspective on this, because I think for a lot of women listening, they'll be like, on the one hand, you're torn, because like, it is superficial. Who gives mm. a fuck what someone wears? Like, yeah. you wouldn't date someone, like, reject someone based on, I don't know, their haircut no. or something. On the other hand, you go, if he's putting in that little effort... That's correct. ...on our first date, yeah. where are we going to be in a year? Totally. Or 10 years? And yeah. what else is he not putting effort into? Yeah, I would just turn around and get on the next train. Yeah, I think we're yeah. done. Yeah. I I don't think that, that you're allowed to have – there's some situations in which I think you're allowed to have a bit of superficiality. Yeah. Right? You're yeah. allowed to be exclusionary with who you live with. You're allowed certainly allowed to be exclusionary with who you fuck. Yes. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> if he rocks up and you go, you're not for me. Yeah. I think that's okay. I think and, – and trust your intuition too yes. when you see people I like – I feel like our job as comedian, uh, whether we were good at it beforehand, trains us to be yeah. really good at reading people. Correct. You see a person yeah. and you can do snap judgments. Yes. And they say don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Well, sometimes you should. Well, and in this case, I don't think it's so much about the cover. It is about the effort. Yes. It is yes. what does it say in your mentality that you are getting ready for a date with me and you didn't think about what to wear. Yeah, totally. That's what would bother me about it. It's not the actual outfit. But maybe he saw her and the effort she'd put in, and yeah. he felt uh, overwhelmed by that. He was like, oh, man, I just thought this was a casual but you hookup. Can't, but they know it's a date. Yeah. Even if it's a hookup, put a fucking shirt on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Have a shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bar's too low. Yeah, you can't be – Yeah, you. Look, tracksuit pants are not for dates. There's too many tracksuit pants. <laughs> and for that matter too, I'll do a pile on. Fucking women in tights out in oh. public, not on their way to or from an exercise situation. Leggings or underwear. What are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm like, judging. We went to the zoo the other yeah. day. Um, yesterday, actually, we yeah. all went to the zoo as a family. I tell you what, the animals that I liked looking at were the fucking bogans. I like they all go to the zoo. They're hectic, and you know me, I'm not going to judge a bogan. I'm one step removed. You just did. I no, I love them, but the amount of fucking tights oh, that were going and on, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, that and is. And again, I'm like, look, if you're doing school drop off, wear what you want. Oh, I yeah, couldn't sure. give a shit yeah, if you yeah, come in your dressing yeah. gown. But if you're going on a date, yeah. And especially, I can imagine the disappointment for this poor woman. She's been in a long-term relationship, mm. I think maybe 25 years right. long. 
like long term. All right, that's I've rough. Summoned the courage. <laughs> oh my god, this is so exciting! And there's a bloke in front of you in a fucking bum bag and some tracky dogs, <laughs> like sweetheart. You know the other thing I think it's really important to point out. You know, a la no means no show. You're allowed to leave. Yeah, you can just go. You're allowed to leave at any point. Yeah, you do not have to stay and be quote unquote polite. Yeah, I mean, don't just run off. But no. tell him I'm leaving. Yeah. You know, I don't think this is going to work out and you're allowed to go. I had a date once um, in my sort of – I was still married but we were in one of those breakup yeah, yeah. points. And um, uh, this girl had come to a show and then she messaged me. She went, do you want to go get a drink? Oh, great idea. I was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Let's go get a drink. That sounds fun. And um, went out for this drink. And you within, wouldn't do that again? No. Within a minute of, of me being there, she was shushing me. Oh. She was like, stop it. Shh. Calm no. down. And I'm yeah. like, what? Because, you know, I'm like, I'm yeah. woohoo. Yeah. And then I just, I went to the bar and got another drink. I came back and I just went, hey, I'm, I'm going to go. Good on you. Because. Good on you. Like, how's this relationship yeah. going to be? You're, That's right. You're already wrapping me up. <laughs> on the first day. And again, so many women and some men, but so many women have been socialized to be polite in that situation. Yes. And to endure the fucking thing for the next three hours. Yes. Correct. We're old enough. We're too yeah, old yeah, for that yeah. shit. Totally. Right? You just you don't have to be an asshole about it. You no. just go, look, this isn't for me. Yeah. Like, thank you for coming. Totally. Put your 50 bucks on the table for dinner or whatever it is and leave. And the only explanation that that other person needs is, oh, it's just not for me. It's not That's for it. me. That's the right. the end of it. Yeah, you don't have to give any more um, explanation than yeah. that. Yeah. But if you want to go into it, you're wearing tracksuit pants and a bum bag, you <laughs> fuckhead. <laughs> Call Harley. He'll give you some feedback. Hi, Nelly. I really want to thank you for your inspiring and confidence-building podcast series. I am 50 and I broke up with my husband six years ago after being together for 22 years. Um, And I've dated some guys since, but being 50, I decided to open up my filter on Bumble to include younger guys and tonight I met the most delicious 36-year-old and we did, I guess, what you call the passion dash. Um, We are planning to meet up tomorrow in a hotel um, because I only just moved to my new place and it has no window blinds. So I feel like a 36-year-old and I am very excited. So I just wanted to describe, I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the amazing stories that and discussions and issues that you've raised. It's been fantastic. I didn't have my first orgasm from masturbation until I was 45, which was a year after my marriage ended. Um, and, yeah, just I've done a lot of growing up since becoming single and it's been fantastic. I feel like a new person. Okay, bye. Hey, Nelly, Susan here from New Zealand. Just out to the call of what we love most. Hey, look, I just love listening to the podcast every week. There's always something to relate to, um, even if it's someone I have never heard of, which many of the people are unfamiliar to me in New Zealand. Um, I find myself nodding and agreeing with a lot of what's said. Love the listener calls, um, hearing what um, other people maybe in the same situation as me are uh, 
going through and uh, just that dose of reality and um, that feeling of someone saying, yep, I see you, I hear you every week is just a wee light in what is currently a pretty tough life going on for me. Thanks for all you do and looking forward to the next series. Hi, Nelly. Um, it's me again. I, I just want to know <laughs> where you got that gorgeous sparkly jumpsuit. Um, I'd really like to get something like that for myself, just for lounging around at home with my main man, my dog. Yeah, be great. Anyway, take care. Love all the episodes. But, yeah, sorry, I just got the cue then and thought I need to know where that jumpsuit's from. Bye. Hi, Nelly. I am just calling to see that your podcast has given me a huge amount of support over the past year. Um, I have listened in to every episode and found that your advice and your humour has really made me feel less alone in this journey. Um, my husband cheated on me about two and a half years ago. And when I first discovered you guys a year ago, I was at a loss as to what to do. I had asked him to leave. He refused. I didn't think I could do this on my own up to now where he left in March and I'm on my own um, and living the single life in Canberra and now navigating some dating apps, um, being on a couple of dates. If I hadn't listened to you guys, I would never have done any of that. I think I'd still be stuck. So yeah, I am so grateful and now obviously independently living and balancing uh custody of my kids and running my photography business and yeah just actually really grateful to be a little bit alone but at least happier and more independent thank you Nelly all five Our next segment is Armchair Expert, where I put to you some ideas from the ether. Okay. Right? Usually from social media and just gauge your reaction. Now, I can't attribute this one. Um, I'm sorry, I'll have to put it in the show notes because the writing's too small. <laughs> well, that's just rude. <laughs> but Don't they know it. that we have tired eyes? I, I saw it on Facebook <laughs> and it resonated for me. Um, probably mainly because I've had a bit of a rough week, I'll be honest. Oh, I'm sorry, love. And, it, you know, we have them. It yeah. just it hit me. It says, I'm proud of the woman I am today because I went through one hell of a time becoming her. Oh, preach it, sister. Hey? Oh, so true. How does that land with you? Well, actually, really relevant in that I have declared 2023 my year of self-love. I know. Right. I love that. I love that. And, and uh, you don't mean the kind of self love that the rude bitches listening to this will be thinking. Although that I mean, I'm mad for masturbation. I'm mad for rubbing one out. <laughs> Jesus, but you, you mean? I mean, in I general. was I was annoyed. I had to put my hand away to come here. <laughs> frankly, I mean, she's buzzing. Everybody, she's buzzing. Um, so, what does that mean for you? Well, it means that. I'm catching myself every time I fall into the space of self-criticism. Yes. Which can be quite sneaky. Oh, indeed. You know, it, it, it sort of can really sneak into your thought process when you're not even aware of it. Like, for instance, um, recently I've really struggled with the passage of time mm. and how you just don't get the things done that you want to – and so then I, you know, start to really fret about time. So you don't mean turning 50, you mean like within a week – 
Oh, yeah, just like the I days go and I yeah. have so much to do as a startup founder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so important. Um, so my list, I didn't take everything The list, off. the list, the yeah, list yeah, just yeah. goes and goes. Like it just sits there and grows and grows and grows and the days just disappear and this this really, really stresses me out. I have to mm. – I meditate every day and it's one of the things that just mm. – I try to calm myself around that. But that's a version of not self-love because Correct. I criticise myself. You didn't get that list done and then I'm, I'm in deficit. Yep, all rather the time. Rather than – Full acceptance mm. of I'm di- I did my best today. Correct. I, I'm awesome. Look how far I've come. But also I'm- look at what you do get achieved. Like the focus, funny, one of our listeners wrote to me this week and I ended up posting on our social media because I thought she's so right. Why do we say in this context, for example, oh, I'm divorced and single? Mm. Why don't we say, oh, yeah, I'm independently owned and operated? Yeah. Love it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she, that actually wasn't her words, but you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of – like why do we, we – this deficit model, we don't do that to our kids. Mm. These are the things you aren't. Well, some people do. Some people do. You and I don't. <laughs> no, like never. these are the things you are. Yeah. These are the things that I love about you. These are the things you achieve. And yet to yourself – Yeah, we're, we're just in this scarcity state all yeah. the time rather than abundance and, and total acceptance. And so when you read that quote to me, I'm like, it really relates to one of the mantras that I'm continually saying is, I am awesome and look how far I've come. Yeah, but now I'm going to hit you with a tweet from Julian – Put your glasses Ju- on, doll. Julian Norm Minor. <laughs> Juliana W Minor. Anyway, you can okay. look her up. Okay. Planning a girl's night in your 40s. What is the cheese situation? Are we wearing outside clothes? I'm not cleaning for you. Please accept that as a sign of my love. Really looking forward to it. Also, I'm leaving at nine. <laughs> Am I right? I love it too, but I got confused by this in that she says, I'm not cleaning for you and I'm leaving at nine. I'm like, is it your house or someone else's? When you say you're not cleaning for you, does that mean I'm not actually washing? I don't think it has to be all of the dot points in the same night. I got confused by that. I'm a bit literal at times, but yeah, yeah, no, I love it. It is so accurate. I mean, my house is just horrific right now because we're decluttering and renovating and like it's just a nightmare right and uh i'm just like i'm banning people from coming to our house right because i can't and my friend my best friend tanya second call out to her yeah she taught me this saying nothing cleans like company yeah right (laughs) (laughs) which is so true in the in in, in our house the only time the house looks immaculate is because people are coming over right yeah but because just we can't at the moment. We cannot possibly clean. Yeah. Um, and so on Thursday night I, I met a friend just around the corner and he's like a soulmate. And I said to him after we went and saw a movie, I said afterwards, look, um, okay, you can you can come back to my house, but I'm just really embarrassed. Yeah. He's like. You front-footed it. He says, I, we've been like the best of friends for 20, like I met him before Daz. Yeah. Why Why would I care? And I'm like, yeah. I just I can't help but care. And it's so stupid. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Well, because that little reptilian brain or that little Joe, like there's somewhere, some in your past where that's become, that was an issue. Oh, well, my mum basically, um, the panic she has right. around people thinking her house might be dirty. Might be dirty. So for me, it's time. Right, it'll be like I've got to be fifteen minutes, even half an hour early everywhere, because mm. we would get the prospector to Perth, and if we weren't there half an hour early, it was like we were late and we we're going to miss the train. <laughs> and I cannot shake it. I'm a bit the same. 
Like this from a little kid. I can't shake it. Now I've just accepted that. I've done enough work on other shit. I'm just accepting my time. Yeah, some anxiety. things you just go, uh, just clean your fucking house. It's fine. Yeah. Some, things, <laughs> some things you just go, that's a funny quirk that isn't I have, it? isn't it? <laughs> I'm just oh. going to just die with that quirk. I don't yeah. care. Look, you can't yeah. work on everything all the time. Yeah. But to girls' nights in, yeah. I mean, are they love. not the, the best? But I also love, to me, what that speaks to is the, is the dropping, ironically, given what we just talked about, the dropping of facilities. Yeah. You know, you get to that point by our age, hopefully, where you can say to your friends, like, I'm sorry, mate, I don't stay up. I'm going. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, you know, I'm in bed by 9.30. Yeah. You know, or, yeah, look, the house is filthy. You can come if you want. You know, I haven't got any food. Pick up a camembert on the way over. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is. Like, you stop that pretense. Yeah. Hey, Nelly, love the podcast and um, good example to look after yourself. I love all the sloppy seconds. I love everyone's um, stories about their early dating and I especially love stuff that um, when things go pear-shaped, which it does for all of us as we get older and how women tend to triumph um, when they go through separations and divorce and a lot of kids um, uh, do well um, yeah, so I love all that. And um, I have not personally been through it, but supported a lot of girlfriends. All of them are thriving. One's heading to the Greek Isles with uh, a lover. Um, oh, gosh, I hope she doesn't hear that. Oh, well, who cares? She's really happy about it. Um, and a lot of other friends are really thriving, but it was shit in the trenches at the start. And it was, I was really um, happy to be there to, to support them. And I know it will be vice versa when and if it if it comes to my turn. Anyway, you look after yourself and when you can and if we can do another live show with someone, I don't know if there is someone equally as good as Ruben, but if we can before Christmas, that would be lovely um, and I'll certainly be in the audience. All right, take care. Um, bye. Hi Nellie, my name's Mari. I can't wait to hear your new podcast. My question is, I got divorced at 41 and then dated intermittently throughout my 40s with the contraception that is teenagers. And now, well, at the age of 50, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Had treatment and it's estrogen positive, which means that I'm on estrogen blockers. And now I have the sex drive of a slug and the interest in the opposite sex of probably a slug also. My daughter is also 16, which, you know, we live happily in our house and I don't really feel the need for anyone else. But my question is, at the age of almost 53, I could either have five good years in me until cancer comes back or I could have 20 and it never comes back. What do I do? Do I try and find a companion who's happy not to have sex? Is that too much to ask? Just wondering. Oh, beautiful Mari. Oh, you've got tears in your eyes, Mari's darling. Mari's gone through a lot. Mari's gone through a lot and um, there's a lot more to go through because emotionally she's still – and that's the thing that people don't talk about, I think, with breast cancer or any, any kind of illness. It doesn't stop when you get the clearance. No. The fear you know? that stays in there. But yeah. do you know what I did hear mm. from that is that 
maybe she's not having sexual pleasure, mm. but she's got pleasure in her life. Oh, 100%. And so, I think Mari wouldn't mind a cuddle. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I actually think there's lots of people who would be yeah. happy to be in a relationship where they didn't have to expose themselves sexually. Mm. You know, mm. I think that lots of people, regardless of whether it's come because of cancer or breakups mm. or self-esteem or mm. whatever it is, companionship comes mm. in all different Mm. Um, shapes and sizes and and there'd be people who are listening to this who haven't had cancer or a divorce who also have the sex drive of a slug oh mate there, there are can... married women listening to this going well yeah. i i i haven't had chemo but i don't want to fuck anybody hang on we don't know that slugs aren't sliding themselves around <laughs> by the way so like any slugs listening shout out if you're getting it but i just think that pleasure as you get older and this is as a 47 year old my mm. pleasure sources are many and vary yeah. and I don't even think I'd put sex in the top 10 like yeah. I get so much pleasure from laughter and friendship and painting mm. and whatever it is mm. and mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market and I never thought that that would be mm. me. But your life changes and your situation changes. Look, this is by no means, you know, a scientific study, mm. but I do watch all the dating shows. Yes. And First Dates is probably my favourite one. And they often, one of the reasons I love it is because they have a range of ages. It's not all, you know, 20-year-olds on Love Island or whatever. And a lot of the older men, and when I say older, I'm talking probably 60-plus are seeking companionship. Now, there's some who, you know, still want to root anything that moves and good on them, go get that. But there are plenty who are like, I, literally, I want to go to the theatre with someone. Mm. You know, I want to hold hands. I want to snuggle with someone in bed, you know, on a winter's night. I am 100% positive that there are men out there that would accept um, either a very low sex or a sexless relationship. They're going to be harder to find, but they're... Absolutely there. But how old's Mari? Was she? She's 53. 50, she's 53. If she's looking in the bracket of that like 60s, mm. let's put it out there. Men are going through their own stuff at Absolutely. that point. There would be lots of men who are really struggling and they don't know how to have it, how to say, I'm, not, I, I'm I can't do it yeah. as much as I would like yeah. to or I think I should have to. And it, not that this is the group that you'd have to necessarily look at, but there are definitely men who've had prostate cancer, yeah. for example, who lose sex drive. There are people, there are humans who lose sex drive as they age just generally. I think if my advice, because, again, I hate when podcasters kind of arm and are and, you know, it is ultimately her decision. But if you want advice, I reckon go on the apps, make it clear on the apps that I am looking for a companionate relationship, right? You don't have to say sexless because that's quite confronting. Mm. But I think I'm looking for a companionate relationship I'm very happy to help you write this, Murray. Like it's, I'm really happy to write this with and for you if you email me. But when you then start messaging, make it clear the situation you are in a few messages down the track. Mm. And don't waste your time. Because yeah. if there's a bloke who actually – and there's nothing wrong with that. If, it, if the guy says, actually, well, I need to have a sexual relationship, it's not for you. It's not for you. Is there a possibility, though, that – and I know that there's – 
kind of a clinical reason why yes. this is happening for Mary. But that it could come back. Yeah, yes, I wonder that, that too. That it, with the right person mm. or in the right circumstances. Because we've all been in that situation where you actually start cuddling and then you go, mm, oh, well, actually. actually. Okay. Mm. Or actually, oh, you look hot but um, mm. this is nothing's happening for me down here or whatever. Mm. Mm. And But also maybe it's not down there. Maybe it's a whole lot of other stuff that yeah. we don't know that people Absolutely. do that they find. You know, you always find in – I always find this really strange in relationship how you get into a routine with that yes. certain person. Like yes. you two just have this one particular dance yeah. or something, but then you don't have it with other people. I'm like, is it me or is it you? I don't know. Oh, anyway, no, it's the, it's what develops over time. How many – I can't tell you the number of women I've spoken to who have said, and I'm sure you've got friends that have said this, they're in relatively sexless marriages and they say oh, – it's all it's fine. Like I don't even care about sex. Like it, that's kind of gone for me. Once they get divorced, oh my god, you can't peel them off yeah. the next bloke. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's kind of like it's a different. Maybe it's gone in that relationship or for that period of time. With Mari, I don't know. I don't know enough about the physiology of how no. chemo affects you, but I wouldn't rule it out. I also just think this is a person who seeks pleasure in yes. a lot of different ways and yes. you're loving having your 16-year-old daughter at home yeah. and I loved hearing that. I just feel yeah. like you're someone – she's joyous. Yeah. And so I feel like there's going to be other ple- pleasure sources and maybe that's where you start the dating. You start doing yeah. things, other things that are pleasurable for you mm. and who knows what can come from that. I think Mari's going to give it a go. Shout out, Mari. I want to hear back from Mari. I'm loving Mari so much. She just sounds like full of life and love. And I reckon, I honestly think a bloke would be just be lucky to be in her orbit. All right. Now I'm going to put to you as an expert yes. in the culture ether yes. a couple of memes. The first one I can't attribute. It was just I just saw it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever this was, I think it was a girl. Says, listen, am I the most attractive girl out there? Of course not. <laughs> but do I have a good personality? No. <laughs> but do I wake up every day and try to be the best person I can be? Also no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh God. I, I love that humour. That is that's oh. That's choice. But also the humanity of it. Exactly. Like I am, I don't know about you, but I get the vibe that we're on the same team of I am sick of self-improvement. Oh, fuck yeah. No one wakes up every day going, right, I'm in beast mode. Yeah. Right? How can I improve X, Y, and Z? Like, yes, some days you do that. Yeah. But most days are pretty banal. Yeah. I think I had a pretty good day today, which I'm surprised about, but... You stacked some shelves. Most, well, no, I didn't you work. Out didn't the go till. to work. Didn't go to work. <laughs> that was yesterday. That was day. probably if I had a good day, yeah. <laughs> but exactly. The, yeah. the kind of, you know, am I the best? No, probably not. All right, let yeah. me put another one to you. Mm. This is from at a little bit hippie, a little bit hood oh. on Facebook, which yeah. I recommend you follow. Mm-hmm. And they say, when men raise their voice at you, just go, oh, buddy, big feelings. <laughs> and that should help. <laughs> How good is that? That is so good. Rather than trying to get into a toe to toe, yeah. Oh, fella. Oh, gee. And I would. Oh, gee. That could really. You could see a red flag straight away. Correct. After saying after saying that. How they either respond? Gonna, yep. Yeah. You're either going to get someone who will just get it and yes. and go, oh my god, oh, I feel so embarrassed. Yes. Or whatever. Or just rage. 
I've seen some. I don't know if you watch it, but I've been watching a bit of Married at First Sight. Married at I was just about to say. pleasure, mate. Harrison with the, with the rain in the sun. Yeah. Flag central. Absolutely. And he would toss the table, I reckon. I think it's actually, it speaks to, I mean, I overread everything, but I reckon yeah. you'll go with You're me. same, yeah. I reckon it actually does speak to something about masculinity in mm. the sense that I reckon a lot of what we think of like incels and, you know, MRA guys and guys who are like trolling women on the internet and stuff, in no mm. way is this an excuse, but a lot of them are sad. Yes. I really think they're sad yep. and they don't know how to say I'm sad. Yeah. And so they fucking rage. Yeah. Whether verbally, physically or all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that speaks to that, I reckon. It does. Do, actually naming the feeling. Exactly. What's wrong, little fella? Like it's very yeah. immature yeah. response yeah. to conflict. Totally. To rage like that. Totally. Or to Or to opposition. Yeah. All right, so we finish um, every podcast with two of my favourite segments. Mm-hmm. One of them is called No Shade on My Ex, right, where we get to shade our exes. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. it can be serious or it can be light. What is the stupidest thing an ex has done to you other than, you know, running off with your best friend? Um, the stupidest thing on my an ex. Oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. So many, like when I was kind of, you know, in my I want to meet new people yeah. phase. yeah. Um, I did this thing called Five for Five, which was a really great charity idea. And it was basically um, you get people to sponsor you Mm. to go on five dates in five weeks. Oh, my God. And the money money went to um, homelessness. Love. And it was just a a great – and one, it was, you know, a great charity. But two, it kind of took the pressure off because I was doing this thing. Um, If I was chatting to someone on one of the apps, I could say, hey – I'm doing this five thing to raise five. money for charity. Yeah. Do you want to be one of my dates? Love it. Um, and met a, you know, a couple of really lovely guys. Yeah. Um, but there was this one guy <laughs> who he was really sweet. We um we just met for a walk um mm. along the Yarra. That's a cute um, day. And it was a cute day. And like and I turned up free. Free and yep. just and it was just you know we just chatted and yep. and, I t- and he gave me like he bought like a little um chocolate wrapped up chocolate for me and said oh Aww. I bought you this gift. Um and we we're walking along and like I'm a I'm a smoker yeah um and so i lit up a cigarette yeah. as we we're walking and he just went no 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 <laughs> no no do no do not do not like do not like no nah, nah, i'm nah. out and made a huge deal oh, about wow. it and i was like okay well that's you know, yeah, we, okay. we were still hanging out but as we we're walking along the river there were just these <laughs> awful smells wafting <laughs> from like this the drains and stuff and it was just like awful kind of pooey sewer smells and so I'm smoking away. And we ended up kind of going away from the river and walking up uh, the street with the shops. And the smells kept continuing. And I realised that he he'd been farting, farting <gasps> the entire day. Like really putrid. Really like where I thought they were drains. Oh and, and I was like, how dare you judge me for lighting up a cigarette Wow. And you've been doing a little body burps wow. and putting those particles in my nose for the entire time that we've been on this date. Oh my god! Uh, but suffice is... to say, there, there was not a second date. Uh, oh my with god! That guy. 
Yep. I mean, obviously everyone farts, but I mean, yep. don't walk along farting for the whole day. No, no. And it was, oh, it was just, it would probably would That's have been, a lot. we were together for maybe an hour, an hour and a half. <laughs> and I reckon there were maybe seven or eight instances of like, oh, that drains a bit. Oh, and oh. imagine if that he was drain. under your doona. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Dutch oven. That drain's following us around. Why is that drain in the car? Just weird mm. side note. I think this is also one of the reasons, even though a lot of people hate online dating, I think it's really good because in an ideal world, you would have had that conversation. Like you mm. would have said at some point in the chat that you're a smoker. Uh, if yeah. he is absolutely opposed and no interest and can't stand that, well, then don't go on the date and don't waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if he had, you know, at least that under his hobbies, a severe flatulence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've been really, really getting into my farting lately. Um, <laughs> Off we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. And our oh. last segment, which is absolutely my favourite, there's a TikTok sensation that's like, oh, he's a 10 butt. Right? So yep. it might be you go on a date, he's a 10 but he farts too much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, what would be – I mean, usually it will be something like, you know, she's a 10 but she wears Crocs. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. What's your dating deal breaker? Oh, my God. Um, he's a 10 but he says should of – <laughs> Instead of should have, that would be my deal breaker. That drives me fucking insane. How do you feel about arcs? Uh, I don't mind arcs. Yeah, I don't mind arcs. And I actually think that we actually the English language needs use. Sure, it needs a plural 100%. and a singular. Hunch. We need hunch. But should of there is no excuse. So give me a sentence. Oh, you should have gone to the <laughs> to the shops instead. Oh, we should have gone to that other shop. To that you other should bar. have waited until after the date should to have a have. cigarette. So why is it should have? Uh, because it's short and should have. Oh, no, I know but, the know, grammatical yeah, reason. Why does because, it shit you so much? Uh, because I'm just a bit of a, I'm a bit of a grammar nerd. Are you a snob? I think I am, and yeah. I like yeah, and yeah. I can't help it. I would like, yeah. and in written stuff, if people don't know the difference yeah. between there, there, and there, <gasps> your and your lose oh. and loose, loose it kills me. Oh, and it's, loose kills me. Yeah, and yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm just a bit of like I've you know, yeah. I've always been a you know, I've got a, de- I've got a you know, degree in English, yeah. And so I'm always a bit yeah, of a we're, we're literature nerds, yeah. This, I think, is an important admission too because I think for both of us, like neither of us are a, a money snob. No. You know, no. like, but there's different forms. Of, there's a cultural snobbery. Totally, yeah. And really, totally. judging someone's spelling is a cultural snobbery. Absolutely. You're and, owning it. And I'm owning it and I'm embracing it. <laughs> but I think, um, I think you know, like those sorts of things though, they, they can some often um, point to other things that, you know, might be, I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a big reader. Yeah. Um, and if so, you, know, you want I, a reader. I, I want a bit of a reader. Yeah. I want someone who's or at least well read with yeah. a wide variety of kind well, of. Well, you should have asked me. I should have before we went on this date. Of asked you. And there it is. T h e i r. Hi, Nelly. Um. So I started listening to you and I'd recently left my husband of 25 years. Um, I'm 54 years old. So what I loved about the podcast the most, um, look, there's so many reasons, but basically I've considered it part of my journey for the past two years. Um, And basically you, your listeners and, and your guests have been in my corner as I've kind of navigated, you know, my life, my journey over this time. 
Um, I love how mature and spot on the advice has been to everyone and I've picked things up and carried things along the way, um, even to a point where um, where I was a little down, um, my mind would respond and say, what would Nellie say to this? And so you've um, you've been basically a little mentor sitting on my shoulder as, um, as I'm kind of working through stuff. Um, the first thing I learned, though, was um, how similar my story was to other callers. Um, I really needed to hear that and understand that I wasn't alone. So that was definitely a massive part for me. Um, all your guests are so well chosen. Again, listening to similar stories and understanding how we, we really are all the same. Um, I did start a little bit of online dating. I took the plunge. Um, at the beginning, I didn't know anything about dating. And so the advice I was listening to you was I, um, that I was taking from your podcast was everything about, wow, this is how you date now. And this is how the, I guess, the lay of the land is. So I learned so much, but I eventually discovered that I wasn't ready for dating. And again, I also learned that that was okay. So I also, um, probably a big thing I learned about um, not being ashamed of my sexuality. Um, I've been growing um, confident listening to those lessons along the way. Um, so now, two years later, I'm incredibly independent from where I was, a completely different person, and a lot of that has to do with, with, with your podcast. It really has. Um, I'm starting to travel. I've got a trip planned to Bali in a few months, and then I'm going to the UK next year. Um, I'm feeling amazing about where I'm at in my life. Um, I'd also started a master's degree in creative writing, something I've always wanted to do. And again, I'm just giving it, I'm giving it a crack because it's everything is allowed at this in life and um, I'm embracing it all and really enjoying it. Um, also, um, you know, there are times when, of course, I had issues with my ex, like everybody does, but I learned how to handle that responsibly and appropriate and navigating that. I, I feel like I really carried myself well and, and I learned how to do that again better. Um, yeah, so I don't have much more to say, but um, yeah, like I listen, I've listened to every episode. I'm sure like most of your li listeners have, um, I'm incredibly humbled by how much advice and how amazing it has been. And as you would say, it's not just from you, it's your listeners that actually make um, your podcast what it is. So a thank you from me to absolutely everybody that has ever called in and written a letter and helping me along the way. Hello. I just, is this... I don't know if I've done the right thing. And also, I don't care. Like, I might be speaking to myself or I might be speaking to someone else. At the end of the day, I don't care. But, no, I do care. Uh, anyway, this, where am I? This teasel twist here. And I'd just like to say, um, I got a message from um, Naomi uh, um, t um, t uh, and she said, can you send me a message to tell me why you like me? And I, I've been listening to this pod, particular podcast and my favourite episode is the one that I was on um, early on, I think it was, 
No, it wasn't. No, I've never actually been on it. My favourite episode of all time was the one... Oh, God, I can't remember what it is now. But all I know is that I love listening to it. But also, I can't remember whether I was listening to it or whether I was celebrating. The point is, I really love listening to it, and I'd so much like for you. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Wait, I'm not done yet. I just got cut off. Um, and all I wanted to say was this. Anyway, at some other point, I'll get to see something else. But also, did I Anyway, just listen to me. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy. And you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to ACAST and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.